Alright, so we're here with another episode of Playing with Research in Health and Physical Education. Um, we have a superstar group inside this office here today. Uh, we're here to talk about the future research in physical education. And this uh, specific article was published in Research Quarterly for Exercise and Sport um, just uh, a few weeks ago, maybe this week, um, 2019. So. It's titled Exploring Future Research in Physical Education, Espousing a Social Justice Perspective. Uh, and we have Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Watson Fissett in here, uh, Kevin Andrew Richards in here, Aaron Santeo in this room as well. And then uh, the other co-authors are Todd Pennington and Tim Hopper. So let me just kind of start off and, um, you know, we all kind of have heard about this 50 million strong campaign by 2029 from Shape America. And, um, you know, the specific, and I'm quoting Shape America here, to prepare all children to lead active and healthy lives in these four interrelated areas, physical activity, healthy behaviors, positive health and physical education policies, and then health and physical education standards. And one of this um, part of this agenda Shape America has um, is that they've asked groups of scholars to work in collaborative teams to explore future research topics and questions intended to advance this goal of 50 million strong. So um, what a great honor to be asked to predict the future of research and physical education. Um, I'm super happy to be in this room with you. So um, Jen, maybe you can start what route did you choose? How is this paper structured? What was your kind of, when Shape America calls and says, hey, can you write this paper with this collaborative group? So we met, it was all five of us um, online, and honestly the only two things that we knew really were it had to connect to 50 million strong and it had to connect to the adapted social ecological framework. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then this idea of physical education was our focus and what would be like the future research that we need in physical education. And I'm honestly, I don't even remember exactly how we got on the social justice topic, but I'm very passionate about it. It's where my research area is, where my pedagogy focuses on. And so I came from a social justice perspective just in our conversation. And it was pretty remarkable that everybody very quickly just bought into, yes, like social justice is so important social justice is lacking. And really we thought that that would just be a component of an area of where we needed to focus on research. But the whole group um, collectively agreed that this needs to frame our entire paper and that mm -hmm. it, no matter what areas that we say that we need to have future research, that it has to have this connection to social justice because that should be really driving and leading our field. And with the 50 Million Strong campaign, with our current standards and policies that we have, it's not only not leading, there's, you know, a paucity of it. Yeah. So maybe you can uh, give us an update of, I know you've done a lot of presentations on this and mm -hmm. published on this, but what's the status of social justice education in the U.S. PEAT system? Like, are we, as teacher educators, doing a good job overall in teaching social justice to the future teachers who are then implementing this? So if I said no, that would be too simple, right? We need to expand on that. It's very limited. Mm -hmm. And so um, actually a paper that I did on the podcast earlier um, from the PESP special issue that came out in September 2018, that holistic special issue really uh, was international. But when you tease that out and you look at the U.S., 
that we're not teaching for about social justice in our P programs at all are very limited. And if we are doing it, it's more um, with teachable moments. Mm -hmm. So it's not intentional and it's not explicit. So basically it's not planned. Um, it's not you know the forefront of what we're teaching mm -hmm. our pre-service teachers. And so there's a lack of it um, in our P programs. Okay. And then you cite in here, you say that physical education is a social justice issue. Can you elaborate on that? Well, that's a loaded statement, and I think that we'd be here all day if we mm -hmm. really looked at what physical education is a social justice issue. We know that physical education is a very public space. We don't address that. It's not part of our standards. We don't address how hegemonic, white, masculine our um, field has been for decades upon decades. Um, the very traditional physical education is how it has been, and our world is changing. Um, with our student population, with who we are as Pete's, mm -hmm. but none of that is being explored at all. And so social justice is, um, permeates all of physical education, but we can continue to turn our heads and not want to address it. We right. just don't. Yeah. And so that alone is an issue in itself. Yeah. And I'm acknowledging that I'm a white male <laughs> in physical education asking you these questions as well. Um, so you, you said that, you know, social justice should be in the national standards. Mm -hmm. Is it not now? And what would it look like if it was done in a way that you are proposing? So that actually connects to what I just presented on actually. And so right now, if you take our initial peat standards, and this is a cursory, I shouldn't say a cursory look, it is trying to connect anything little that deals with anything cultural issues, social justice issues, social cultural, of the 25 outcomes for the PEAT standards, six you could tangibly say has anything related to social justice. The K through 12 standards, there's 171 outcomes across elementary, middle school, and high school. Eight tangibly connect to something that says diverse student needs or mm -hmm. something cultural oriented. It is not explicit. It is not overt, and if we don't make it explicit and overt, PE teachers are not going to teach for and about social justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. So unless there's either A, an explicit standard, we know what the mm -hmm. five standards are here in the US, if there's an explicit standard that is about um, critical inquiry and social justice, then it'll be more explicit. Or, as we did with this paper, if it's an overarching with over all of the standards and there's a critical social justice connection with each of the standards, that would make it much more overt. So then teachers would be like, this is important and I need to teach for and about social justice and critical inquiry, and it's not there. And I'm, I'm even thinking when, how many times when it says diverse student needs, are they relating to adapted physical education and disability and not actually thinking about other types of diverse students, so. You are exactly yeah. right, and higher low skilled, and where are there in any of our standards do they say anything about gender, sexuality, religion, et cetera, that's not there. And so, yeah. right, what does diverse mean? How do they interpret that is a very good question. Yeah. So you specifically articulate connections between social justice education and four key interconnected research areas related to uh, A, occupational socialization, B, curriculum instruction and assessment, C, technology, and D, professional development. So maybe we can go through these one by one and have um, Kevin and Aaron kind of jump in here as well. So 
Um, why don't we start with occupational socialization as one of the fields? <clears throat> uh, yeah, if I could just take a, a moment of liberty. Um, yeah. You know, Jen touched take on. It. Thank you. Jen touched on this at the beginning, but uh, you know, the, the come. I think one of the cool things about the, these podcasts is that you're able to kind of see under the hood a little bit with how papers come together that, that you might not be able to get just at face value reading the paper. Uh, and like Jen said, we had a series of initial conversations and I was actually a little bit nervous at first that we were going to have a hard time, you know, coming together and finding a way to frame this. You know, we have five different people, each with fairly different research traditions and backgrounds. Uh, but but it, the, the kind of push towards social justice came right away and everybody was like, yeah, totally good with that. Because originally we had talked about having social justice as one of maybe like four or five areas. Um, but as we started to play around with it a little bit more, it felt like social justice was really this guiding framework. And then the four areas that we settled on, you just mentioned, uh, all tied back to social justice. So when we talk about occupational socialization, which is where which is where I'll start here, um, the focus there is in relation to social justice. So how do we... Um, promote socialization experiences that challenge rather than reproduce the status quo in our teachers uh, and help them to develop a spouse and teach with a social justice um, pedagogical skill set, belief system, etc. And that begins with the recruitment process, right? So how do we recruit more diverse groups of, um, of, of students into our PEAT programs, you know, diversity in terms of gender, uh, race, race, ethnicity, sorry, uh, um, you know, uh, sexual orientation or identity, and then also uh, other things like physical activity preference. You know, we tend to recruit a lot of students into our programs who have these team sport backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we get more students into our programs that maybe have backgrounds in dance or gymnastics or non-traditional sports, recreational activities, so that they're coming in with these beliefs systems that more align with the students that they're going to end up seeing in their classes when they go out and teach. You know, uh, most teachers um, in physical education, at least I would argue, are male. Uh, they're, they're white and they come from team sport backgrounds and that's just not in line with the, the demographics that they're going to see when they go out to teach. So uh, they need to be prepared to understand that you know, their identity is not necessarily the right or the only identity to, to have. Uh, and then once we get them into these programs, uh, into our PEAT programs, how do we develop content and pedagogical experiences within PEAT that help them to understand social justice, practice working in diverse communities, question assumptions about the subjective theories or belief structures they develop through their own socialization experiences in K-12 schools so that they're better prepared to step out into um, diverse schools in the United States uh, and uh, be able to um, meet the needs of, of students who may not look like them, act like them, or have backgrounds that they have. Um, and then, you know, once they're in those schools, what kind of experiences can, can we structure so that they have the, um, the supports uh, and the, need, the, uh, the systems in place that, that they're able to, to, to teach for social justice in, in a meaningful way. Um, and I actually, the, the way that this section's written, I, I, I'm gonna finish with actually the first thing that we address, which is doctoral education. Mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah. if, if we're gonna have PEAT programs that um, are, are teaching towards social justice, and, and going beyond just the one stereotypical social justice class or multicultural education class that some of our universities have and really take an embedded approach to teaching social justice across the curriculum, then faculty need to be prepared for that. 
Uh, and so how can we position doctoral education to, to best lead them in that way so that when they finish their doctoral degrees, they, they are on board with social justice and they're prepared to, to do that within their courses. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you, you bring up some good topics and I know that people who are interested more in occupational socialization as a theory, you there's did, another podcast, you did another <laughs> podcast on that. And I think it's, it's really important to look at it from all different levels. And it's insightful for us as professors looking inward going, Oh, do I do this yeah. well enough? And like, am I, and I'm disappointed, Jen, that we, I messed up on the audio in our great conversation before about how, as a white male, do I talk about race and, you know, gender issues where like, I should be talking about it in my peak classes, but I, I don't know how to do it properly. And I, and, and we had a great back and forth and we can recreate that one day again. But um, your point there is, is really good though, Risto, and this was an amazing experience for me going through this process and learning with Jen and with everybody else on our team. Uh, you know, I think that I'm somebody who, who tries to be um, attentive to social justice issues. I care about that, but that w I, I wasn't trained to do that necessarily, and it isn't, at least to this point in my career, a strong focus of, of my research agenda, but this experience really opened my eyes and, and doors for me in terms of you know, maybe what I might think about doing in the future. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is people look at me right now as, you know, one of the experts or, you know, leaders in social justice, at least in the U.S., but it's not like I was trained. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was not occupationally socialized <laughs> into social justice. Like, it's learned, and I learned so much from my colleagues, which is why I like to go to conferences that really do have a social justice perspective, yeah. because I'm still learning, too. No one has all the answers or... You know, like that's part of social justice. It's always about change and, you know, questioning and learning more. And I do like that there's a space, especially in like ISEP and yeah. we've had it in, in ARA, colleges, yeah. ARA, that are really good. And you see a lot of that research coming through. So uh, let's move to the second uh, part, curriculum, instruction and assessment. Yeah, thanks, Risto. So um, I think that, you know, when we look at all of the literature around physical education, like curriculum instruction and assessment is researched like so much for generations. And um, this section really like overviews very, very briefly some of that research that has been done and just kind of points out um, where that research has been. And I think um, in our conversations, like we kind of created these research questions around curriculum instruction and assessment um, to really take this social justice stance and look more into it. Because as everyone's been alluding to, like we, you know, need to prepare our teachers in all of these aspects to teach all different um, types of students. Um, and even as teacher educators, like thinking about that and how we teach all of our different kinds of students, right? Um, so within this section, we talked about curriculum and the different model-based approaches um, that have been developed over the years. And re in regards to curriculum, we really thought about like the research question of how do we effectively teach social justice and successfully incorporate model models-based practice in physical education and additionally then how does social justice really fit within the design and implementation of each of those pedagogical models because oftentimes we see like 
oh, there's a social justice like model and we can teach it within that model or social justice agenda might fit within TPSR. But really what we wanna know is how does this fit throughout all of model-based instruction and how can we really incorporate it um, into all of curriculum that we use within, um, within our teaching? And I'm thinking Katie Fitzpatrick's uh, keynote mm -hmm. earlier today. I'm like, bells are going off in my head about how she listed those three separate mm -hmm. parts and how, you know, exactly what you were writing about is how, you know, how do you figure out into that model space practice and that, that it's not separate from social justice, that it's flowing through. Mm -hmm. So then the second part um, is about instruction and um, really like teaching for learning approach and implementing implementing these model-based approaches because it's one thing to like know them and understand them, but then how do we go and implement them? And so the second research question was, how do we teach pre-service teachers and in-service teachers to consider the sociocultural context of their own programs and then use this knowledge to really choose a pedagogical model that best aligns with their program goals. And so really kind of focusing on that instruction um, with all different students. And then the assessment piece um, is a little bit different because assessment in and of itself, and we've had these conversations, can really marginalize students mm itself right and so how can peat programs really prepare pre-service teachers on assessment literacy and how to really consider social cultural context and um, students social social identities when develop developing and implementing assessments within their teaching uh, teaching practices okay. so then um, the next section of the paper I'll yes. just go ahead and kind of move on to that um, is technology. And when we think about technology in physical education, um, there's a big push in the US uh, to incorporate technology in education in general. And physical education is really not excluded from that. Um, but when we think about technology, sometimes it is enabling for um, students, like they learn a lot through technology, but sometimes it also um, marginalizes students um, as well, um, just because of availability of technology. So the chapter kind of talks a little bit about what technology is that has been researched and used in physical education. And then we kind of came up with three questions um, around technology. So the first one was, what challenges do physical education teachers encounter when implementing dis digital technologies into their curriculum? And then how are these digital technologies used to promote student learning by using more inclusive and participatory pedagogies. Um, the second one that we, the second research question that we thought was really important was how can teacher education programs model um, the use of uh, pedagogical content knowledge to enable the next generation of physical educators to effectively integrate digital technologies within their pedag pedagogical content knowledge while still promoting diverse and inclusive learning experiences mm -hmm. for all students. Um, and then the last one was, how can physical educators use digital technologies to really enhance students' learning while guiding them through these um, critically uh, spaces? Um, and how do we interpret oppressive messages and help them resist um, these messages promoted by corporate interests uh, that control the use of the data and educational um, purposes? Yeah, and I think that 
you know, the critical media literacy is super important in learning. I went to a couple of sessions here on body image and how, you know, where else do we talk about that? Physical education can be that space to learn about how social media, which is a digital technology, and how we're embodying those you know, pictures and messages and images to make us feel bad about ourselves, right? And so I think, you know, having that as a conversation topic is going to be huge going forward. And looking at it from a critical perspective, because actually one of the outcomes um, of the K-12 Shape America standards is about idealized body image, but it doesn't talk about the critical perspective of that. How do you critique these social media messages that they're getting? How do you critique the images that they're seeing or these ideals that they have? That critical aspect is lost, which is why this is so important to connect with technology and with social justice. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the final section was on professional development, and I think we should say at this point, you know, that. Um, uh, I, I uh, took the lead on the um, occupational socialization section, Aaron took the lead on the curriculum and instruction section, uh, and then uh, Tim and uh, Todd Pennington each led the technology and professional development sections respectively. So, uh, you know, the, the section that Aaron just went over and the one on professional development are two that, uh, you know, they're not here so they can't speak to it, but um, wanted just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge their, their work and their contributions. Um, but so thinking about professional development, we teased that out from occupational socialization theory on purpose. Uh, in some of the work that I've done previously, sometimes you know, we talk about professional development through a socialization lens, but, but here we wanted to be intentional to tease that out so that we highlighted it uh, and then it could stand on its own. But we essentially looked at both uh, in-service teacher professional development and peat faculty professional development. So how can in-service teachers, to start with, uh, continue to learn to address social justice in their practice with the understanding that social ecologies in our country continue to change and the world 20 years from now is not going to look the way it does right now uh, and so if newly qualified teachers continue to teach the same way that they do now for the next 20 years eventually they're going to get to a point of what Hal Lawson called knowledge obsolescence back in the early 90s which what they're doing no, is no longer relevant to the the students that are, are in front of them in their classes uh, and, and so the, the first question that we had there then uh, was how can in-service teachers gain knowledge about teaching for social justice and the pedagogical skills necessary to do so effectively through professional development. Um, the flip side of this now though is that yes we need to focus on professional development for in-service teachers but we had a symposium earlier today on professional development for peak faculty members uh, and that's an area that I, I don't know that we talk about quite as much um, you know, we, we do a lot of talking about how in-service teachers can, should access professional development, but we don't really think quite as much, at least not explicitly in our writing, about how we can also address continuing professional development for peak faculty. And we were talking about the socialization section a few minutes ago. You know, one of the points that I was trying to make was that um, doctoral students need to be prepared for a social justice agenda, but we already have PEAT faculty in the field, uh, and then again, the social ecologies are going to continue to change, so PEAT students in 20 years aren't going to look the same as they do now, so how can uh, we as PEAT faculty members continue to stay current uh, through professional development opportunities? And so the, the question here was, uh, how can PEAT faculty members receiving uh, physical education, continuous professional development in relation to their practice as teacher educators, uh, and what is their capacity to promote social justice pedagogies in their PEAT programs? Awesome. Um, so, 
what are some concluding thoughts kind of bringing this uh, bringing this all together well first you have to note that even though we talked about these as four separate entities they're so interrelated and that was really difficult to tease out to keep them into their little isolated boxes and categories but they're very interrelated um, and the importance of social justice to be explicit and intentional is just so critical. It's critical in our teaching, it's critical in our scholarship, and it's this whole full cycle which gets to the whole occupational socialization. Because if we know that for a lot of students, our pre-service teachers, their socialization that through K-12 through schools really influences them even a lot more than their pre-service programs. And so until we start creating change with our doctoral programs, with us as Pete faculty, it's not going to change K through 12. That's the whole cycle that Kevin yeah. talks so much about. Mm -hmm. So that's one level. And then the other level is unless we're explicit and intentional in our standards and policies, and this is where the connection to shape and a connection to 50 million strong happens, change is not going to happen because we live in a standards-based education um, era in the U.S. Like we've been doing that for decades now and we haven't changed. I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. So if you're going to play the game of standards, then social justice has to be an explicit part of it mm -hmm. or else it's not going to change because we teach for the standards, we mm -hmm. teach about the standards. So social justice has to be the leader of that. I think one of the challenges with the standards-based agenda is that standards by definition define uh, in it, what what is to be included in content and, and as a result things that aren't included in standards are not part of the content. Now I think what you see sometimes is you have uh, faculty members at specific institutions who are very passionate about a particular area like social justice. So I'm sure that uh, you know people like Jen and like Sarah Flory um, integrate social justice into their uh, PEAT despite the fact that the standards aren't explicit about doing that. They go above and beyond. But for other faculty members who maybe this isn't their area or they don't feel as passionate about it or they don't feel as prepared to do it or they feel like they don't have the curriculum space, it's hard to fit everything in. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Uh, the article, again, we found in Research Quarterly, uh, Quarterly for Exercise and Support. We'll um, cite it here so you can look in the notes. We'll put on all your uh, social media on there as well so people can just look at the notes and uh, find some information for it. Um, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us.